Welcome to A Preacher's Wife Podcast, where faith meets reality. A place where strangers become friends and friends become family. We do life together. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for tuning into A Preacher's Wife. I'm your host, Autumn. Well, I woke up this morning. Lights turned on. I had running water. There was food in the kitchen for breakfast. I am having a blessed day, and I pray that you are too. Today's episode is called Stir the Pot. Have y'all ever noticed that when you're in the kitchen cooking, whatever it is that you're cooking, when it starts to boil, there's always a few spots in the pot that start to bubble up first. And then if you stir it, it stops bubbling for a little bit before it starts back up again. The reason for this is because there are different spots in the pot that the liquid is not being heated in the morning, and there are hot spots. Those hot spots start to boil first. And if you stir it, you disperse the hottest places around into the pot and the temperature equalizes. Have you ever heard someone referred to as a pot stirrer before? If you have, it's probably been said in a negative way. But I'm going to give a new meaning to the phrase, they're a pot stirring. A positive meaning. The stirring the pot distributes the heat evenly and it equals temperature. Stirring the pot keeps it from boiling over. So it's a good thing to stir the pot because a settled pot will burn on the bottom. Following Jesus is about disrupting the way of the world. We're called to be pot stirrers. Jesus himself was a pot stirrer. In Luke 12, 51, it says, Do you think that I came to bring peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. By division, he doesn't mean fighting. He means separation of the believers and the unbelievers. See, Jesus is the Prince of Peace because love and peace are the heart of the good news that he embodies. But following Jesus comes with an inherent conflict. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. But then verse 10 goes on to say, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Peacemaking isn't about avoiding conflict or just ending it. It's about healing, and it's dependent on reconciliation. Jesus taught that true peace will only come when people have peace with God. Persecution begins when you commit yourself to Christ, and then it intensifies the closer you become with him. Persecution shows your commitment to Christ. The world expects us Christians to take the path of least resistance, to be pushovers into a world conflict. They say things like, well, aren't you supposed to be a Christian? But being a Christian doesn't mean being a people pleaser. Don't be a peacemaker seeking peace at any cost just to avoid conflict. That's self-destructive. See, when you're an ambassador for Christ, you should be attracting and repelling people at the same time. True peace comes from our relationship with God. So being a peacemaker isn't being a people pleaser, but it is stirring the pot, preaching the good news and sharing the truth and helping people find peace for themselves by having their own relationship with God. Got to reject the peace that comes from people pleasing. Revelations 3.16 says, So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. People pleasing is lukewarm. Don't be afraid to stir the pot, but when you stir it, let grace 
be your spoon. In 2 Timothy 2.24, it says, The Lord's servant must not fall, but must be gentle to everyone, able to reach, and patient. Being a pot stirrer is not a license to go out there and speak hate. When you stir the pot with your spoon of grace, be gentle and patient, and add a little salt to the pot. Matthew 5.13 says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt should lose its taste, how can it be made salty? It's no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. Adding salt to water increases the boiling point of the water. The world is absolutely bonkers. And if we as Christians don't get out there and stir the pot with our spoon of grace, it's going to boil over. The world needs us to be the salt, to increase the boiling point. Not only does salt increase the boiling point of water, but it adds flavor. We should be adding flavor to the world, to the lives of those around us through the message of the gospel. Somehow, the world got this crazy idea that being a Christian is boring, but that's completely the opposite. I am absolutely full of flavor. My haircut alone is the flavor of all flavor. Our presence in a room should completely change the atmosphere with our flavor and our light. Conflict should neutralize and die down because we should all be carrying a spoon of grace with us. Not only is salt flavorful, but it's also healing. It's anti-inflammatory. It's antibacterial. Salt is also a preservative. As Christians, being the salt of the earth, we should be preserving purity. The world we live in is absolutely out of control. But without God, our values always get out of whack. And when we stir the pot, the world's going to label us intolerant, oppressive. We're mocked and we're bullied when we stand up against things like homosexuality and abortion. In Isaiah 5.20, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. The minds of unbelievers have been confused by this world, and the only way to cut through that confusion is with the word of God. I used to sell cars at Jake Sweeney, and one of my favorite managers, his name was Aaron, and whenever anybody would bring him a deal that had a customer with unrealistic expectations, or they made a, just a silly mistake, he would always say to them, you can do better. But you can't do better if you don't know better. Psalms 119, 104, and 105 says, I gain understanding from your precepts. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. It's our responsibility to stir the pot, to share the gospel with others. If we aren't sharing it, they can't understand it. And if they can't understand it, they can't correct their thinking and their actions. They can't find peace by having their own relationship with God. Imagine this. You go over to a friend's house and you stumble and you accidentally bump into a table and a glass decoration falls onto the floor and shatters. You look at it and you think, oh, that doesn't look very special. So even though you wouldn't have broken it on purpose, 
in your mind, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And you're just like, oh, well, I'll go to Walmart and I'll buy them a new one. But then you find out that it's not something that can be replaced at Walmart, that it was a family heirloom. How do you feel now? Probably pretty sick to your stomach with regret. What changed? Well, what changed is you now understand the value of it. We have to stir the pot. We have to help the world understand the value of a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Hebrews 12, 11, it says, For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. We've got to be relentless in our pursuit to stand up for what is right. We have to keep the message alive. But we have to know our audience. Some people have no desire to hear, but only to be heard. 2 Timothy 4.23 says, Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Review, correct, and encourage with patience and teaching. For the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine but according to their own desires, will multiply teachers for themselves because they have an itch to hear what they want to hear. And that's the world that we live in today. People ignore what they don't want to hear. They will go and search until they find someone else who is tickling their ears with a message that they want to hear that makes them feel good. There are churches in every community who are preaching a message of sin that makes people feel good because they're more concerned about filling seats in a sanctuary than they are to fill, filling the seats in heaven. The Bible tells us to reject foolish and ignorant disputes because they only bring quarrels. Have you ever heard, don't fight with idiots because they'll drag you down to their level and then beat you with experience? Fighting with someone who will not tolerate what you have to say is not stirring the pot. That's putting a lid on it. And you're only going to increase the pressure until it blows. Now, if you're still not with me and you're straddling the fence about being a pot stirrer versus being a people pleaser, let's look at this story in Luke 4, verses 16 through 30. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled the scroll back up and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the gracious words that were coming from his mouth. And they said, Is this not Joseph's son? And he said to them, Doubtless, you will quote to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. What we have heard you did in Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. And he said, truly, I say to you, no prophet is acceptable in his hometown. But in truth, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, 
and the heavens were shut up three years and six months, and a great famine came over all the land. And Elijah was sent to none of them, but only to Zarephath in the land of Sidon, to a woman who was a widow. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When they heard these things, all in the synagogue were filled with wrath, and they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so they could throw him down the cliff. But passing through their mist, he went away. When he was handed the scroll, and he found the passage that described his mission, the people were amazed at his words. But then they questioned his identity. Jesus's response was, those who are recognized as great in other places are not recognized as great at home. And then he gives a little history lesson, reminding them of God moving on to other people in places when he is ignored amongst them. He really stirred that pot. They went from being amazed by his words to being furious. And they tried to throw him over a cliff. It became an on-site situation. This was a major posturing. Don't allow the world to bully you out of protecting purity. Go into the world and preach the gospel. Stir the pot of evil that this world has become. Stir it with your spoon of grace. Stirring the pot isn't about ruffling feathers or causing arguments. It's about correction in love. Disperse the hot spots and equalize the temperature. Let's be the salt and increase the boiling point of the world. But I want to leave you with this. Salt can lose its saltiness under certain circumstances. When it gets contaminated with chemical impurities or it absorbs humidity and it's evaporated. And that's why it's so important to be intentional about the people you associate with. What you allow your eyes to absorb and your ears to listen to. Who has a seat at your table? We've got to maintain the integrity of our saltiness. Remember, salt that has lost its flavor is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out. Together, let's change the meaning of the phrase, they are a pot stirred. Well, that's all I've got for today. I love y'all. And I wanna thank you for tuning in and spending this time with me. I would love to connect with you. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at A Preacher's Wife, or just visit my website, www.apreacherswife.org and you can send me a message and see all of the different ways that we can connect. Thank you again so much for being here with me today. I can't wait to see you next time. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Preacher's Wife Podcast. I pray this episode has given you new life and perspective as we do life together.